Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Drift Proof Podcast. I'm your host, as always. My name is Andrew Cipriano. So today, of course, we have a very special guest speaking. Her name is Casey O'Brien. So Casey and I have known each other for about 10 years now. We actually worked at our very first job at a daycare in an athletic club. Um, so it's been about a decade since we've met, which sounds horrifying to say that out loud. I'm 26, and that's not fun <laughs> to acknowledge that almost 10 years has passed since I've been a teenager. But Casey and I are going to talk about something I think is very important in the psychology world, anxiety, a little bit of phobias, and then also dreaming. So Casey is extremely right-brained. Um, she's an artist by heart. She's very creative. She dreams very vividly. And I'm pretty much the opposite of that spectrum. I'm extremely left-brained. I'm very analytical. I'm very rational. So this is just a great conversation with two very different perspectives. Uh, and we had a great time talking. So we're going to cover just a little bit about her education in the College for Creative Studies in Detroit, Michigan. We're going to break down some stereotypes that art school is not as easy as people want to assume it is. And it actually, unpopular opinion might be more difficult than a typical bachelor's degree in something like finance, accounting, um, even psychology. And then we're going to talk about anxiety, which is such an important thing to talk about. This is a direction, meaning kind of a life planning podcast, but it's also at heart a psychology podcast. So we need to talk about things like anxiety. We're going to talk about Casey's past with really severe anxiety, how she's dealt with it. We're going to give her some great tips on how to deal with it in the future. And then we're also going to talk about dreaming. And Casey, again, is very creative, so her dreams are very vivid. We're also going to talk about music festivals and psychedelics. So me and Casey, back in the day, this is about six, seven years ago now, but we used to go to music festivals together. And um, a big focus of music festivals is the psychedelic drugs because it's kind of like a safety zone place to do them and experience that in you know a safe, as mature, and responsible ways you can. So we're going to talk about that and how it relates to anxiety as well. And then finally, Casey has... I don't want to say a phobia, but she, we're going to talk about phobias in general and then sleep paralysis a little bit. So this has just been such a great conversation. I haven't seen Casey in a little while, and this is such an amazing way to catch up with her. This was a great, great psychology conversation and just an amazing conversation about life, finding your direction, and of course, drift proofing. I'm very, very excited for you guys to hear this one. It was a great time. It's a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. So thank you very much, as always, for listening. And um, with no further ado, Casey O'Brien, the amazing artist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Drift Proofing. This is a very special episode today. I have my friend Casey on. So about a week ago, I um, put out my podcast and she contacted me and said she was interested in talking on it. So I definitely had to invite her out. And here I am. <laughs> Welcome to Drift Proofing, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to start off really fast by kind of going over uh, who Casey is, like what is going on in your life and how do we know each other? All right. Well, how we know each other is... A little bit easier, right, to answer the yeah, question? Yeah, that, that's nice. I like that one. Um, we worked at a gym together in a daycare. Well, you worked other places, but I just worked in the daycare. Yeah, don't forget I was a towel boy. Yeah. Yeah, you were a towel boy. <laughs> that that makes sense for you, though. It does. Yeah. I actually got, I got a lot of um, stress relieving out of holding towels for other people. Yeah, it's nice. They're warm when they come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it sounds weird, huh? <laughs> if I ever end up in the towel room again, you should come find me. <laughs> Pull me out of there, please. Someone save me. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the daycare was awesome. First job for both of us. Yes, and we both worked there, and we, like, I don't know, there's probably 20 of us that all hung out and stuff, and we just had this awesome community, and we still do reunions occasionally. Oh, yeah. Not enough. Yeah, no, that is, like, the best, though, honestly. Yeah, that, getting together with everyone? Yeah, and it's, like... I feel like since it wasn't school or anything, it was just people that like you probably wouldn't have met oh, if sure. we didn't work there. And then we've been like friends ever since. Mm -hmm. 
all of us are in different, we're, I guess would have been in different social circles. So it was a lot of fun, but I don't know. I, I ended up working there for five years, I think. Oh, I got you topped. Girl, do you really? Yeah. Oh I, no. Ooh, I think that I might've been eight or nine. Are you serious? No, it was probably eight. No one expects that the gym's going to consume them for eight or nine years, but that's what <laughs> happens, I guess. Yeah. I was like, see you later. I remember I was like trying to like put in my two weeks and our boss like literally ran away from me because she knew what I was going to do and was like, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and I was like, Nick, you're going to have to because I'm leaving. In all fairness, there was a lot of very, very bad employees that worked there. So it was hard to find good ones. Yeah. And I, I rocked. So <laughs> I, I get that. <laughs> so um, we're kind of just going to talk about what Casey did. This was like back in what, 2013 when we were working together? Yeah, probably. About seven, eight years ago. Oh, it's yeah. been that long. <gasps> so like, where have you been since then? We're just going to go back from like, what were your goals? What were you looking at? This whole podcast is just like trying to help people that aren't 40-year-old experts in a field figure out what they're doing and why and where they're going and kind of add some kind of a voice to people who are lost in the world. Right. So after high school. Yeah, like what were you doing? Or like what were your plans around that time in 2013? Like what did you want for your life? Oh, I had no idea. Same. Oh, I had no idea. I was super bad in school. Just, you know, not getting it. Just (laughs) bad grades. Just not good. But I was uh, decent at art. So that would kind of pave the way, right? And I ended up going to the College of Creative Studies, which is an art school. Woo woo, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, Detroit. <laughs> um, and that was a whole ride of its own. Oh my goodness. That's so cool though. I remember looking up to you for doing something you actually wanted to do back then. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. But- I just knew that I didn't suck at the arts. Okay, because that's why <laughs> I stayed in an accounting degree for two years, because I knew I didn't suck at accounting. Oh my gosh, that sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, it, no, and it was. Like, I'm not, can you see me in a, behind a desk with no, numbers? No, never, <laughs> no. Yeah, so I was just doing that because it felt comfortable and stable at the time, and that's what everyone says. Literally, the thought process was, well, I can do my own taxes when I have to every year. Oh my gosh, so when that time comes around, I'm like, please, no, and not again. taxes this now, it's so much easier. <laughs> right. I do hate taxes. Terrible. So um, what did you study in, like, I don't have any idea what you do in, is it art school? Is that rude to say art school? No, I think that's, like, correct. It's, like, a specialized school. Um, So it kind of differs from other universities that when you go in, you have to, like, pick your major right off the bat. Okay, so, like, what are options? Because I have no idea. All right, well, the big one, obviously, this makes sense, transportation design. That's, like... I think they're biggest. I have no idea what that is. Cars. Designing okay. cars. That's art school. I would assume you went and just became an engineer. No. See, I no, because no that, I mean, yeah, you have some of that background, but you're designing how it looks, like how it feels, like concepts for different vehicles. I know that there was a big um, class that worked on like self-driving cars oh, for, I think, cool. Tesla. I could be totally wrong. We're going to go with Tesla. <laughs> yeah, Tesla. It sounds good. Um, so, like, what are what are other options then? Um, well, there's crafts, which is ceramics, glass. DIY, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, like, next level. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then there's graphic design is another big one. So, what did you do? Advertising design, baby. Cool. Have you used it? Yeah, I'm working in my field right now. Oh, okay, so we're jumping. So yes. How, okay, so how long is is your program at CCS? Like, how long does that take to get through? Well, I just have a bachelor's, so typically four years. Took me five, 
because it was all right. it was very expensive. I'm still in my bachelor. <laughs> I'm 26, so yeah, it took a second. It was like just so expensive that I ended up going to like community college for some mm-hmm. of my classes just yep. because. It was outrageous, right? Yeah, so I actually think that's a good idea for anyone listening who hasn't started college yes. yet. Seriously, two years community college, it's not that bad. Yes. Um, it really isn't. I actually enjoyed my looking back, I enjoyed it. Not so much in the time. I was taking Adderall and drinking a lot of coffee and I came in with a just community college attitude. But looking back, I actually the classes were better quality than what I'm taking right now. Oh, see, okay. So I did like I started right away at CCS. Okay. College for Creative Studies, CCS for short. Um, but I, I went back and forth. So I would take some classes at the community college and then I would take some of my classes at CCS. Okay. Well, so, it, either way you slice it, it's so much cheaper. Oh, it's so much better. And it was kind of like nice, like to go from like the CCS energy to like the community college energy. Like it just felt so much like more accepting and laid, not laid back. Like that's the not The community right. college was more accepting feeling? Yeah. That's surprising to me. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, I have to go to my community college class today. Was it just like more laid back and you didn't care about it as much? Um, Well, the thing is, CCS is um, a very, very great school and I'm very grateful for it. But it's It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think you like how much do you have in debt if you don't mind me asking that? Uh, I don't really know, but I'm pretty sure that it was 40 grand. Okay. A year? A year? Yeah. Wow. Do you get scholarships? Like, what did you actually pay out of pocket, I guess? Do you have no idea? Oh, shit, if I know. No, I have <laughs> okay. no idea. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not good with that, with remembering numbers and shit like okay. that. Okay. But, yeah, it was a lot. But it actually ended up being wonderful in some aspects. But, yeah. Okay, so after your schooling, or I get, you found a job in your field. Uh, yeah, so I first started with an internship. Ooh, was it paid? Yes, barely. Mm-hmm. And But I was doing work of a full-time employee. That's called an internship. <laughs> it was it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was really bad. It was so bad. Oh. Is it, so you went right from the gym into the internship, or did you have a job in between it? Uh, no, I actually was able, thank goodness, um, was able to take my senior year off working because I just, I literally did not have time to do anything else. Like, I barely had time to sleep. That's crazy to me. Oh, it was wild. Like, the, the like the pressure that you have to go through and the amount of work that you have to go through, it literally took me, like, a year to reset from, like, doing schoolwork. That's such a stigma, too, that you assume people go into an art for a year that's going to be more laid back. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's the thing is um, I saw, like, friends or, you know, different people go through, like, a different type of schooling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. There was no parties. No parties, nothing. Like, even over breaks, like, I was constantly working. Like, I literally could not do anything else. All right, so that's a misconception, then, that we yes, that we brought 100%. out. Yes, And you know what? When I was going to school, literally, people would be like, I would tell them I was going to art school, and they'd, they'd be like, coffee at you. Oh, they'd be like, oh, that's so nice. You just get to paint all day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you have no idea. I have to, like, set up full, I have to set up full pitches, and I have to, like, present to a like auditorium people that just tear apart my work like that's rough actually yeah it was it was a lot like it was it did a number it (laughs) did do a number on me so you got through it and then you started your internship so what do you actually what does your job actually entail you doing advertising it's advertising art is that right advertising design was my major okay 
right now I'm currently freelancing as an art director for an advertising agency. Okay, so like my assumption before you tell me what you actually do, I assume that you go and kind of help them design ads for different companies and then they pay you for the ads? Uh, Yeah. Oh, really? Pretty much. I mean, we don't really help them. We kind of, we do design them and make them. And so everything from print to, obviously I'm not a copywriter, so I don't really do radio, but to TV, digital, social, like all, all of it. Okay. Um, And then do they just hire you out for contract then or just like one individual piece of advertising at a time or is it both? Oh, well, I've been freelancing at this new place for since March. But the companies that that they work for, do they hire you out for like a whole, I want you to advertise for me this whole year or is it like I want you to do this one product for this one whatever? So there'll be like different clients that like sign to the advertising agency. That's like who does their stuff for that moment okay you have to like win these new business pitches oh so you have to bid okay yeah i mean yeah kind of all right but then like i'm right now i'm like working on a specific uh client but i'm getting pulled on to other stuff because fingers crossed (laughs) hoping that they will hire me full-time okay but it's with everything in the last yeah you know it's money 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 Mm -hmm. so hopefully they'll be able to hire me on full time okay cool that's actually pretty exciting do you like the work that you do are you actually excited to go to work every day uh well that's a little bit of a (laughs) the face you just made (laughs) a jump maybe i'm not excited i don't mind it okay yeah i don't mind it do you actually have creative liberty to do what you want to do and design things the way you want them in some senses, yes, but in others, no, because okay. really the client knows what they want. Mm. And so it's like you kind of have to, so and have, they're the one paying you right. to do the work. So. That sucks to me. So do you, yeah. out of curiosity, do you do anything artistic outside of work that you enjoy doing that kind of simulates that actually this is my creation? I used to. Okay. And I used to like it a lot to do different things like photography and, you know, Different types. I I fell out of painting a little bit, but markers were kind of my thing. Okay. But lately, I have not been doing that. Okay. Is it just because you're busy? Yeah. And then by the time I'm done being creative for someone else. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So do you have like, just out of curiosity, if you got the job, is there somewhere you can grow where you'd actually be able to have the creative liberty to do what you want to do? Or like, what are you aiming for, I guess, in terms of getting the promotion? Do you have any idea? Um, well, right now I'm feeling like maybe I just want to get this job, make some money, get myself established in the business. Okay. The good thing about advertising is it has so many different paths, Mm -hmm. like so many things come into advertising, like pop culture, film, obviously design, like all these different things and all these, you know, avenues. So you meet a whole bunch of people that know a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm do a bunch of different things so i'm just hoping it's networking 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 yeah so and that's kind of one like one thing that i feel like i'm kind of good at you know mm-hmm. talking to people which is really important i think any field you're going to right but then it's just like everyone knows so much and everyone's yeah. done so much so especially in like the creative field so i'm hoping that i can do this for a little bit and then maybe find another avenue okay fingers crossed i mean Hopefully. (laughs) Have you ever thought about like what if you took yourself out of that entire industry and you were just having to come up with your own kind of path 
what would you end up doing? Like artistically, would you make your own films or screenwriting or would you do your own photography? Like if you didn't have to kind of fall into the next thing that was, I don't want to say convenient, but the next opportunity that was available, what would you do yourself if you were to really think about it? Well, maybe if I had the talent or someone that I knew had the talent, I would definitely love to get into like film, no TV. Way, yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So I sit at a podcast yesterday with Jimmy. I've convinced him over the last year he should go to film school. So he's going, do you know Motion Picture Institute in Troy? Yeah. He's going there in September. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he wants to start doing film and movies. He's always wanted to get into all that stuff, but he needs a push and some structure first before he's going to be able to like fly into this bird kind of thing. So that might be in the future, actually. All right. Well, uh, I'll have to. Have you could sound more excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that's super, super cool. I have always wanted to do that. I'm just not a writer. He wants to do the screenwriting. That's all he yeah, wants. Yeah. Okay. To do. So um, we'll have to pair up. I, I got some cool. good ideas. I got some really good ideas. Good. He does too. But yeah. He would. He would be so willing to work. He needs so much structure. He really just needs someone to work with all the time. So okay. anyone that comes along his way with any ideas, he'd love. All right. Tell me. Tell him to hit me up. All right, so we took a really quick bee break, and then Casey was thinking about what she said, but she doesn't want to discourage anyone from going to art school. So um, do you want to tell us about the good things or something positive that would actually encourage people to, to do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely learned a lot, like a lot. And I could tell that when I went into my field, like actually, that I knew all these things, and I was like very prepared, right? Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, like I I go to college. Exactly. Like, and I felt that like I felt like, wow, I actually know all this stuff that like the other people at my level, like maybe didn't. Mm -hmm. Right. Or or maybe new to it. But I still knew all that. And that was like that was a big thing. And when people saw that I went to CCS or had a degree from there, they were like, damn, you know, it was kind of like, a, wow, that's pretty cool because it's a really good school. It is just really hard yeah which I think it's better that it's hard than not not hard honestly right and it taught me a lot and not only like information about advertising or this or that but like myself you know like built up that confidence of like being like oh I actually know what I'm doing or I know what I'm talking about yeah so it's actually good that it's challenging honestly right and oh my gosh when I graduated like I was so proud. Like, I was so proud of myself. It was, like, the hardest thing I've ever done. Good. Then that sounds like an overall positive experience in general. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, would not change it. Yeah, a lot of people go into jobs that I've talked to, and they pick the majors that they do because it's going to be easy and they'll make a decent amount of money. And that's a horrible reason to go into a major. (laughs) Two horrible reasons, honestly. Right. If that's all you're doing it for. Um, And then they end up hating their jobs or they're getting exactly what they expected, which is hell on earth if you have to go to it every day for 40 hours a week. And that's the thing. I think that very like often you're told or you're taught that your job is going to make your life complete like you have to love what you do and that is Mm -hmm. your thing and blah 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 but at the end of the day your life is your life Mm -hmm. and your job is your job yeah and so to be able to do a job that maybe you don't absolutely adore I mean that's the goal right but that you don't mind doing or it's fine for you to do and then be able to go live your life. Like, you don't, like, work to... Work to live? Is it live to work or work to live? I don't know. How does that go? You don't have to make work all your life. (laughs) Yeah, you don't work to live. You live to work. No, Live to work. You don't live to work. (laughs) You don't live to work. You work to live. There you go. Yep. 
Um, but that's so important too. And I don't mean to paint the picture on this podcast that everything is focused on your career. And I don't even mean when I say pick a direction solely your career, but I just mean you should plan out a life that you kind of want to have and then start aiming in that direction in general. Because if you don't plan at all, life's going to come at you and get really hard and you're going to have no meaningful thing you're working on to back it up. So like, right. I, I think it's a really good point. I don't want to make it sound like, oh my God, work's everything. But no, work yeah. is a big piece of piece of people's lives and that's usually a part they resent the most out of yeah. anything else right you want to enjoy it but it's that is not your life yeah yeah so um the next thing i kind of want to touch on you can pick i have anxiety dreams or music festival and drugs oh gosh which one sounds good to you all of them okay i think we should start this is a psych podcast so let's start with anxiety so Ooh, yeah. yeah so um i'm in the psych ward four or five days a week and i see people with really really bad anxiety and they don't know where it comes from, how to control it, and they really don't. It's this big monster they don't know anything about. So could you tell us um, about your story? You have anxiety or anything about your life Oh yeah, like that? Uh, yeah, I have terrible anxiety. I have for a while, and I was able to, for a bit there, manage it. Manage? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it sounded weird coming out of my <laughs> mouth. I think that's one of those things. Okay. So like what, I said, of curiosity, where do you think the anxiety comes from, or is it totally random? I think that it can come from certain things, but then also, well, in my personal experience, it can come from things like different things that are happening in your life or worries or this or that. But sometimes it's really completely random. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what freaks me out, okay. I think, the most is when it's just random. Okay, because I have, I mean, I wouldn't call myself an anxious person, but I've had one panic attack when I was at my car sales job in a car on the job, and I know exactly what caused that. So it wasn't as scary looking back on it. Right. So, like, what is your anxiety? Feel? Like, when have you noticed that it comes up, and what happened differently when you actually had managed it? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's hard because it's so, like, sporadic. Like, it's never the same. Okay. So, and I have all different types. Like, they, it shows itself. Mm -hmm. It is little monster that show, has different masks, right? Um, I've had panic attacks. Oh, right. I've had anxiety attacks. There's a difference, I think. Can you tell us the difference? And from your own personal experience, this isn't like a science. Yeah, no, this is or... not. No, this is just from my, like, in my brain. I think that panic attacks are much more physical and completely out of your control. Not saying anxiety attacks are... In your with, control. Yeah, within your control because it's not. But I feel like in my personal experience, anxiety attacks are a little bit more like you can grasp onto it. Panic attacks, in my opinion, are like something that you're like very physical and like you're like, okay, I don't know if I'm just feeling super, super anxious or like panicked. Or if you're dying. Or if I need an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah, like my last panic attack was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, I truly thought I was dying. Where did that happen? And that happened at my sister's house. Do you know what pre like led up to it? Uh, it was completely random. I was actually watching a movie with my nieces before they went to bed. Completely relaxed, mm -hmm. like all good, nothing going on. And then all of a sudden my arm, my left arm went numb. Oh and I like God. couldn't pick it up. Like I, like, so I was like... All right, cool. I'm like having a heart attack or something. Right, that's what I would think too. Yeah, like or a stroke or, and I was trying not to freak out, and it was probably like 30 minutes building up to it, and I was just sitting there, and I was just like, oh man, this is like so bad. And then all of a sudden, I was like, all right, I have to try to get up and like move because I felt so bad that I was like, 
this is morbid, but I was like, I don't want to like die in front of my nieces. That's actually a realistic trademark of a panic attack. Yeah, I was like, I I don't want that to happen, and took everything in me to get up off the couch and walk upstairs. And it was, I mean, my my vision was bouncing back and forth. Like I could feel my eyeballs going back and forth. Wow. Then I'll get really, really hot and then like really, really cold. And my whole body was like shaking. I felt like every next breath I wouldn't be able to like breathe in. It was horrible. How long did that last for? Um, Probably like an hour and a half. And you have no idea what it just came about? No, it just came random. Oh, right. And Jeez. yeah, no, I like seriously, it was so like it was the scariest thing of my life. I bet. If it was so horrible. Like if I was by myself and like my sister wasn't there, I'd I would have like called nine one one. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, this is it. Do you know what agoraphobia is? Like really scared of something. <laughs> so yeah, agor- agoraphobia <laughs> is a panic disorder. Um, and it usually starts off like that. Somebody will have a panic attack in a random place, and usually for reasons they don't understand, and they think they're dying. They think they're having a heart attack. So they'll either call the police, whatever, have the panic attack, however they deal with it, and then they won't go back to that place. So then next time they're out and a random panic panic attack happens, they'll avoid that place. And then it just keeps happening and happening. So, you know, if I had one at a supermarket, I'm not going to go to supermarkets anymore. If it happened at the movie theater, I'm not going there anymore. Um, And it gets so extreme that sometimes people won't even leave their house. So they literally like scared of going into open spaces or anywhere with people, anything that they've had a past trigger. So it's really common in middle-aged women and the trademark is like pretty much they thought they were having a heart attack. And then another trademark is they think they're going to die in front of other people in an embarrassing or like humiliating way. I just like the thing was I didn't. Nothing and have I've, that. But that's and, just, no. Yeah. And like I've been back to my sister's like. You don't have a, a dozen times. I'm not saying you have that. I just <laughs> no, think no, no, no. I get you. What you were explaining is like clinically all the trademarks, you know, oh. so it's pretty incredible to me that. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't like I was freaking out. I was sitting there like this mm-hmm. and like my muscles were just like shaking like over the whole my whole body and I was just like I couldn't say anything other like than wow this is horrible I was just talking like this I was like yeah this is this is terrible I couldn't even like do anything other than that and that like that was the worst one I have I've had them before but that was the worst one it was so physical that's why it was so bad yeah because it was like was physical it was like taking over my body and my arm didn't feel like normal for like a whole week like it was like still like I would try to move it and it was like my brain wasn't moving it right. It was so weird. And I like obviously anxiety is not a good thing, Mm-mm. but it was kind of fascinating. In small doses, it's good because I was like, anxiety. yeah, uh, I don't think mine's normal. No, that, I mean, that that would be classified under a disorder. If it's messing with your life in a negative way or your oh, body, yeah. that's a disorder. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Not that I'm diagnosing you. No, I've, I've already self diagnosed right. yeah no it's bad have you ever gone to a doctor like a clinical psychologist to get therapy or a psychiatrist to get meds so in high school cliche story i went to multiple therapists counselors different things oh right. and then i had this one lady who just kind of like over medicated me like yeah, that is heavily that... because i have adhd too all right or add i think i'm yeah you know i'm happy medium all right <laughs> but i was I mean, I was on, what was it, 50 milligrams of Vyvanse extended release, and then two 15 milligrams of um, instant release Adderall a day. So I would expect your anxiety to be heightened when you're taking those drugs, to be honest. Except for I was just like kind of like a zombie. But then I stopped doing that. I mean, I did it every once in a while in college just because like, I had to stay up for multiple days right. in a row because there's so much work to do. 
But I, I haven't taken anything like that in few years. Oh, right. Because whenever I take Adderall, and I, I don't know, I went to my doctor. I went to my medical doctor and got prescribed with Adderall after being told I was ADHD from him. But he's not a clinical psychologist or a psychiatrist, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But whenever I take Adderall, I get anxious. Like, it heightens me up to the point where I'm, you know, you're, it's like a oh. type of speed, technically. Oh, 100%. So, like, I get more anxious. And then it also, if anybody has psychotic symptoms and they're seeing or hearing things that aren't there, you know, any kind of psychosis, it's he- it heightens that as well. Um, whereas psychedelics don't do that, ironically, even though you would think a psychedelic would make you see and, and hear more things that aren't there. It actually doesn't in a clinical sense. Right. So what if you said there was a time where the anxiety wasn't that bad? Do you know anything that would have been, you know, helping with that in that time? I think that I just dealt with it for so long. At first, I didn't realize that that was what was happening. Yeah, I bet. You, you know, have no idea. And exact, And that's like, it was around the time that it was like before it was really talked about. Like when I was mm-hmm. in high school, like when we were in high school, that shit really wasn't talked about. Yeah, tw- 2009-ish. Yeah, yeah it like wasn't. That was like, new. that was like, oh, that's not real. Mm-hmm. So... It really, like, I didn't notice that's what it was. And then I think, I think truly when I got into college, I realized, like, just learning more and people talking about it, like, all right, well, that's what's happening. And I went to therapists that were like, hmm, baby, you're off the charts. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so, good. You take those little tests or whatever. The self-report scales, Likert scales, I do not like those. No yeah. Intended. Um, they're it, the best that psychology has to work with right now, unfortunately. Right. Because it's so subjective. But, um. Did you go to a clinical psychologist or a psychiatrist? You know, do you remember? If they gave you meds, they had to be either a medical doctor or a psychiatrist. Oh, they gave me hella meds. Yeah, probably psychiatrist. Like, like over the top. Do you remember how extensive the um, examination or assessment was before you got the meds? I just lots of questions. Not much, um, like like person like not like it was like very direct questions kind of like reading them off a sheet that right? is what that actually is what they're doing <laughs> yeah right no exactly and you yeah. could tell they were like it i would like to and i have been looking to like try to just go to someone because that shit's so like beneficial to just mm-hmm. be able to go and talk to someone yeah. that knows what knows what they're doing and knows yeah. what they're talking about have you ever about? tried to search and something on google and you have no idea what the fuck it's called and then someone's like it's that and you search and you're like god damn it that saved me 30 minutes so, like, yeah sometimes you just have to be yeah I don't know. You explain what's happening and they know instantly and it puts a name to it. And yeah, um, the, the places I went was very like cut and dry. Yeah. And then they're like, OK, you fit this little bubble. Mm-hmm. Let's give you this and this and this. So and this. that is how the mental health care system is totally jack in this country. So if you want to just adv- advice to you, I guess, in the future, if you want to get therapy where you're dealing with anxiety, depression, like the, you know, not like schizophrenia, but I don't know, go to a go to like a licensed counselor or a an LPC as a limited it's a limited licensed counselor a limited licensed psychologist so okay they're gonna be the ones that are actually sit down with you talk to you figure out what's going on they can't do meds but probably for the better if you yeah need, i don't want to do meds no, that's the thing i, I don't because I i'm like recommend i've, leading I've figured it out myself before mm-hmm. and I, you have so many side effects and there's nothing wrong with having getting meds and taking meds sure 100 percent. yeah if they're gonna help you do it yeah i just from my personal experience before it didn't really do me any good yeah, that's that's the thing too is especially in the psych hospital now. I've been there about seven months, and people lead with when you go to psych hospital, you're leaving with a medication. That is the whole system. That's how they, right. you know, they measure your levels of meds in your blood before you can go. That's how they know you're good. Um, it's I'm over generalizing and simplizing, but that's pretty much the process. So, if you're having like any kind of mental health problems, go to a counselor, or even if it's like a school counselor or someone who's trained that isn't a psychiatrist first, unless you really think it's an absolute like if you're gonna kill yourself, go get on some antidepressants. Like, yes. 
right away. You know, don't don't hesitate. But if you're having like anxiety or mild depressive symptoms, something where you're just not happy and you don't know what's going on, go to a counselor. That's you know, you need talk therapy. You don't necessarily need to lead with meds in those situations. Yeah. And like when I first was like when my anxiety got really bad, I was like still a teenager. Like I didn't know shit. Yeah. And then so, and then they throw you on that stuff. They're throwing like 12, 11 year olds. They I think they depress, they will diagnose a two-year-old with ADHD. I think it's his youngest. I know. Two. I think that's like the highest like diagnosis like it, ever. I think I just read today. It's eight percent of every kid um, under the year under the age of twelve is diagnosed with ADHD, which is completely insane to me. Yeah. I have a whole. We're gonna. I'm doing an episode next week with Daniel from the hospital I work at. We're gonna talk about ADHD and Adderall and that kind of stuff because, you know, like no wonder kids are having distraction issues we have phones in our hand all the time they have tablets oh, they man. don't they're like yeah. shortening recess times they're feeding them shitty food like no kid is going to sit there in history class for an hour and, and not want to run around and shit so no and also like the education system is just yeah. so crooked and not set up for young minds at it isn't all. and that's what they do they throw pills at you because it numbs you and it's the easiest thing you can possibly do to where it's going to at least kind of show the symptoms that they want go away while also making sure it's cheap and there's no actual therapy being done <laughs> exactly i'm cynical in that regard but i am right to be cynical because it's very very disheartening to work in the psych ward and it's disheartening to hear stories like yours you got on vivance for anxiety disorder like well i mean i i mean i did have i do have adhd yeah but that did not help the anxiety That's situation what I mean, at all. It's, it's still, in my uh, my opinion, it's not right for them to be putting on something that might increase your anxiety. When Except for it was so weird because it really didn't. It just like numb. I was just like a zombie. But now if I were to take it, if I were to take like a Adderall, mm -hmm. I'd be off my yeah, shit. It's actually, I would be like going nuts. That's interesting because kids don't respond the same to psychostimulants like that that adults do. So like that's why kids aren't misusing them. You know, like yeah. 11 year olds don't want to be on Adderall every day or Ritalin or anything. They hate no. it. But then yeah. when they get to like 16, they're like, Oh, I like that prescription now. Yeah. Right. It's kind of weird. I don't yeah. know how that works. Um, so yeah, what about What else about anxiety? Anything like any advice you have for anyone listening who's has anxiety that comes from someone who's experiencing it, that what you can do to calm down or where you can go. Like I've given you professional places to go get help, but like, what do you do when you're anxious that actually helps you? Well, it depends on what kind of anxious I'm feeling it, because there's all different kinds. Okay. Right. So it, it all depends. Um, I think the biggest thing that's helped me is to realize that it's not like a really weird thing that's happening, that there's like science behind it that, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, so this is an example. Like, um, one of the things that happened to me, this is so weird, but like my, like I said before with my panic attack, but sometimes it'll just happen randomly. My muscles will like shake. Oh, right. Like I'll just be like. That sounds horrible to be honest with the, you. The knee shakes are different. Okay. She's shaking her knees the, on their yeah, table. Yeah. The knee shakes are different. That, and it's like, I don't even, I don't feel anxious right now at all. Oh, right. But that just happens. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, I waddle too a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, something weird. It's just like extra energy that needs to come out. But the like the shaking it's kind of like I'm like vibrating like my whole body and I was like that's really weird that's happening to me so I looked it up Ooh, little Dr. Casey over here <laughs> <laughs> but that's like your body's way of like like fight or flight yeah and so it's like that built up like adrenaline because like that anxious feeling is making you feel like okay I better like stay yeah. on my ground and then when nothing's happening then that's just like excess energy like bouncing around in you. Yeah, I'm and happy that, you brought that up actually. Yeah, that like made me feel better to know why. Yeah, so when you're anxious, 
your fight or flight response kicks in. That's what causes you to be like, you're physiologically actually responding to that. So your heart rate raises, everything goes to your internal, like your vital organs to get blood flowing. You're going to be like, like you said, kind of almost vibrating with energy, yeah. ready to go. Like your adrenaline's pumping. So yeah. all those stress hormones kick in. So it actually is a very physically, physically, physiological, how do you say this? Very physical reaction. <laughs> to, <laughs> there you go. Like it really is. So people, yeah. you know, that's good to know. It almost realizes it for it. Like makes yeah. it makes it feel real to you that you can know that there's a real science behind. What's yeah, happening. and it's like and it's like your body is like doing something that's not like weird or like wrong. It's like an actual physical response. Yeah, it's interesting to me because I don't know where anxiety comes from that it's random like that. And I just I'm curious, why would your body kick on the flight or fright without? I don't know. It must sense some kind of danger somewhere in a circuit or it must be like misfiring a danger system or. Oh, my gosh. I like I go in circles about this because I'll literally be like hanging. I'll be having like a really good time, mm -hmm. like no worry on my brain, nothing. And all of a sudden, another thing that happens to me, I'll like chatter. That's oh, one it's of that my bad. Really common ones. Oh, no, yeah. You get that Molly lips. Like it's so like like I'm really cold. Well, I'd be like super hot, and then all of a sudden I'm like chattering, and I'll be having a really good time. Like I won't be thinking about anything that's bad. Nothing negative will happen. Like I got nothing to worry about, and then all of a sudden it will like just start. Probably last like ten to fifteen minutes, like if I'm lucky. But it's really hard to stop. Like it's not like I'm trying to do it. Right. It just it like is involuntary. It's just happening. That's very interesting to me. That I mean, it's very weird. It's super weird. There, I mean, there's all kinds of like. And I feel like I'm kind of a weirdo because it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel good when it's happening, but it's kind of fascinating to me. It is fascinating. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, Casey, who are you? What's happening <laughs> yeah. right now? I'm like, this is Casey, weird. Casey, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> no, but that's why I got into psychology because there's shit that I don't understand is going on in my head <laughs> and I cannot pinpoint right? it. I would love to do that. That's like something if I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now because I went through all that shit to mm -hmm. get here. I would want to do that yep. or be a teacher. But you can still, I think that you can still be so valuable. The best people in psychology are the ones that have dealt with shit. Right. Because they know when it's going on. Like you can't do it from a third party perspective. And it's like way harder to understand like what's happening. And yeah. Someone feels if you haven't felt that. I didn't like, I've heard about the arm going numb and stuff in psychology books is like a stupid little student, but I never actually yeah. talked to anyone who actually had that experience yeah. happen. Yeah. It was wild. I it bet. Was absolutely wild. Like, Especially because there's no, like, I would just, I'm rational. I'm like, there must have been something that caused it, but it's weird to me that you have nothing. You know? Out of the blue. Like, I had a really nice day, and you know I love my nieces and nephews. Yeah. Like, they're my pride and joy. And I had a really nice day hanging out with them, and then we had pizza, and we sat down and watched a movie, and then just in the middle of the movie, just all of a sudden, I was like, hmm, can't feel my arm. Yeah, I don't think psychology has an answer for that either. Yeah, that's totally strange. But I also think that I have, like, a maybe I have an alien brain, though. Yeah, we all. Whoa, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> all right, so the next thing we're talking about on here that kind of swings in the alien brain. Um, I just want to talk about your experience with drugs. Is that okay? Are you okay with this? Like psychedelics? Yeah. All right. So um, we were kind of talking when Casey was walking in when the last time you did acid was. So I've done it a, a handful of times at music festivals and stuff. Oh. And I was curious how that goes for you, especially like have you ever had an anxiety attack on any like acid or shrooms um yeah you have yeah all right we used to go to music festivals so this is why i want to talk about it so yeah i've only tripped once at a music festival though you have i did not like it very much it's very very stimulating well because i was just like i'd get like so in my head and i'd be like oh everyone here is tripping with me everyone feels the same and then all of a sudden like a brick wall i'd realize that i was the only one and then i would be like oh my god 
this is not okay. I felt like, that way too. Yeah, I'd be like, Woo, and then I'd be like, wait, what? Yeah, so I think, and then it would freak me out. I think drugs like that, if you're at all going into it with anything going on in your unconscious, your background, it's not a good idea. To I do can't, it. yeah, I'm not the type of person. I know a lot of people that that's like kind of like their groove, mm-hmm. like to be around a whole bunch of people or something going on. Like, I'm not that person. I need to be like outside with a small group of people that I know. And that's this, that's I'm reading a book right now that talks about that. It's called the electric acid cooling test. And that's how they did it. Like they drove around in the bus in the sixties and they just did acid and kind of went around nature. And it was a small group of people. And when they did it in large groups, it wasn't like music freaking blaring in your face. And yeah, it's aggressive at music festivals. It is. It's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to electric forest in 2016 together. Was it 16? Don't matter the year, but yeah, no, we, I think it was 16. Okay. We went there and it was me and Casey and like four other people that were together, my brothers and some of her friends. And it was just like, it was fun, but I was just curious. Um, have you ever had, so I'm really interested in like transcending your body on psychedelics and stuff or like transcending experiences. Have you ever had anything like that? That was just wild. Oh yeah. 100%. And I know a few of my trips. Well, I think that every single one, honestly, did a number on my mental health and my like feeling how I felt about myself, but in a good way. In a good way. Okay, good. That's what I was going to ask. Like, cause it's like all the things you go through and all the things that you're like aware of and how your brain thinks and everything. Like then after that, you're like, wow, I made it through that. And now I like have a better understanding of myself and the world and the universe. No, like, but really. So like, yeah, whatever. You really do. Whenever you say, whenever people get all woo woo and oh, the universe and everything. No, it's oh, like, it's so powerful. Yeah. And you're yeah. seeing, you're seeing like life and taking out the subjective side of your psyche a little bit. When you do those trips, you're going on in like a whole different way of thinking. So you come back to it and you're like, I feel better about myself. I don't know. You just know more, you know, yeah, more you know more and you feel like better. Like you strip that the like, ego almost like away. the border between your conscious and unconscious mind. Yeah. And it makes you feel like, oh, shit, I'm actually like my brain is so powerful. Yeah. I think that like people like just the human race is way more like we're way more capable. Yeah, we sure. We like our brains are, are just, like super powerful and like can do a lot of stuff. And I feel like once you do acid or you take shrooms or whatever you feel like you kind of have a bit of that understanding yeah i think that's exactly why people do it and why they're supposed to be spiritual drugs um what about okay just out of curiosity what about molly or ecstasy do you ever feel that way on that like transcending um no okay i didn't think so me neither no no but i mean uh, that gets hard because there's like so many scary things that come with like Molly and everything like that because you never really know what you're getting. Oh yeah, well if you test your uh, just always PSA, test, 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 test your drugs, test. peeps. It's cheap. It's cheaper than the drugs are. Please do that. I'm and not then saying... you'll feel better if you do them. Yep, and then you'll go into it with a way better mindset. You never know. Oh my gosh. Life's like a bad box of Molly. You never know what you're gonna get. Yep. Just test your shit. That's a PSA from Andrew and Casey. Yes. Um, we're not saying you know live your life, and I don't endorse doing really hard drugs, but yeah, do whatever makes you feel okay and you're comfortable with yeah and then we're really fast i'm gonna get into this so there's a difference between like going and trying to uh use substances for the right reasons and going into them for the wrong reasons so like alcohol you can go to a party and have a couple drinks like me and casey are literally drinking a beer right now 
And, that one's um, going to be shook up. <laughs> yeah, don't open that one. Well, like, you can go and have a good time. You go in a good mindset. Like me and Casey's going to hang out and do this podcast and have a good time. But there's a different kind of drinking if you go home and you're sad or if you're going to a party and you think you need to drink because you're not fun enough. Like that's a negative way to do things like that. So I don't ever endorse like don't do acid because you don't like yourself. Do it because you want to learn more about yourself in a positive way and you're around people you love and Yes, and you feel okay doing it. Yeah, that you feel comfortable and like hard. That's so important. It, it is. That's that's the trip. <laughs> yeah, your level of comfort with yourself going into it is your is your trip that you're gonna experience. Yeah. Um, and people get into like cocaine and and even like Molly and ecstasy and heroin, that's all that shit. Sketchy. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it to numb themselves away from life, not to explore more about themselves. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's the difference between like Psychodem- LSD yeah. and yeah, then like doing a bump of coke or yeah or even drinking a beer like i'm not drinking this beer to get fucking hype right now but i'm drinking it just to kind of like hey chill out and have a good time yeah you can also drink to just have a horrible time and you know numb everything that you don't want to deal with which is such a bad way of going about your life um and people get into these patterns what but i mean some if you're having a bad day have a beer i'm not saying that i'm saying if you're no no no. if you're using it (laughs) If you, it becomes an issue where you need it all the time. I, I'm trying to, yeah, you're yeah, right. We trying, can, yeah, we can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to draw a distinction. Yeah, no, in moderation. Yeah. There we go. That's a good way, right? Yeah. Everything in moderation. Yeah, and do it for the right reasons, that's all. Yeah, just like, like if you eat a whole bunch of carrots, you might turn orange. Mm-hmm. Right? But carrots are good for you. But watch those fucking carrots, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're after you. <laughs> okay, do you have anything else with drugs that you want to talk about? I'm just curious. I really want to talk about it with somebody. I know if there's anybody else on the podcast yet, I could talk to you about that. Yeah, no, I mean, it can be very, very beneficial for you. And then it also can be scary, so you have to watch out because it also can, if you're not in the right setting, mm-hmm. I that's, I can't stress that enough. Yeah, really. That, to be in the right setting and be around the right people. That is my, my analogy to drugs. If you're taking psychedelics, if you're taking psychedelics and you're not mentally correct to do it and it's like putting a magnifying glass and all the shit that you yeah. want to deal with because it's going to come out and it's like if you're not around people or in an environment that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. in it strips down that like you're like you're right you like your front facing self to the rest of the world mm-hmm. and then you're like kind of one with everyone and everything around you yeah you get so paranoid and i hate that well it's like you become connected with the things and the people around you. So if you don't feel comfortable with those people or your environment, then of course that's going to give you very negative feelings. But if you feel good, like outside or with your friends that are close to you, you're going to feel fine. So like you're going to, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be uh, like, all right. Cause always have someone around that you trust too, that isn't totally yeah. out of their mind because you never know. Um, don't be stupid and 16 year olds about it like, yeah no you gotta be safe um and then i have a question about the anxiety and, and like that the psychedelics you can do psychedelics so are you comfortable doing those i'm just curious for anyone who might have anxiety who's never done them or who has and is like t- scared to death yeah if you're scared to death don't do it well just in general if it, yeah if you like had a panic attack you're like i don't think i could ever try this again or like i don't know i don't know what no you're i mean i definitely had one time when i did shrooms i was fine and then all of a sudden, well, I don't know about you, but I feel a very big difference between shrooms and LSD, except yeah. for the first time that, well, I think that might have been the second time. The second time I did shrooms, I took way too many. Uh, I've done that. Way too many. Yeah, be careful. Like, look online what you're supposed to take, people. Yeah, I think take less and then mm-hmm. add to less it is if more you need you to. You, you can always add. You can't subtract. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was not okay. I felt in the beginning I was fine, but then I was very, I was having very powerful visuals, which mm-hmm. wasn't the thing that freaked me out. Right. 
it was like a panic building inside of me. Like I could feel it turn on me. I could feel like the trip turn on me. It wasn't just the the shroom gurgles in your stomach. No, okay. it was like it was like very in my like chest and head, and I just could feel it turn. And I was like, no matter what I did, I tried to go outside, and I tried to do all these different things. Nothing was helping. Helping, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. My life's over. I was like, this is not good. But I took way too many. I took way okay. too many. I took like triple the amount of what I should have I taken. I did. At one music festival, I took twice the amount I should have. And I think it was a, a quarter. Does that sound right? Or an eighth? What do you normally take? Two grams? Whatever. It was so long I took ago. twice the amount I was supposed to take. Yeah, it was a lot. And it wasn't. It got to a point where it wasn't good. It was also raining and I was sitting in a wet tent alone. And I'm like, this is... It was <laughs> no, not that's a, a terrible scenario Bad for setting. That. Yes. yes. Bad scenario. <laughs> yes. Scenario, scenario. <laughs> I use them. LSE acid, you know. Them. I interchange them. Yeah. Um, okay, so I did want to talk to you about dreams. Oh. <gasps> yes. Okay, my so... favorite subject. I'm very interested in dreams. So for a quick backstory about dreams and psychology for anyone who doesn't know um the analytical psychologists so like freud and jung were the big ones that looked at dreams um and they freud came to the conclusion i don't know if you ever changed this but i think it was in the 30s that dreams were they meant nothing it was just trying to block out your mind's consciousness so you could remain asleep that's my understanding i don't know if you ever changed that if you did correct me and then jung thought that dreams were a way that our mind were telling what's telling us things from our unconscious that we needed to know um, and he did all this work on the collective unconscious and archetypes and like mythology and how there is this collective amount of information that we all have in our psyche that shows itself to us in ways that is symbolic. So it's really cool. So um, when I initially texted or Casey initially texted me, she said, oh, I want to talk about anxiety and dreams. I'm like, cool. I haven't done that yet. And it's like podcast. Like, why haven't I done that yet? So do you have anything in particular you want to add on to dreams before you go into one? Or do you have one in particular you want to talk about? Oh, I could not even pick one. I ha- I have a dream of fantastic, incredible, MLK. like... R.I.P. MLK. Yes, exactly. Every single night. All right. I don't remember the last time I didn't remember a dream. So really fast also, um, very open people. So like, the big, do you know the big five personality traits? Yeah. Open to experience. I'm assuming that you're very, very open. If you're artistic, that's usually where that lies. Um, liberal and artistic is where open people lie. And they also are very, very, very vivid dreamers, so... That makes sense. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, no, 100%. And, I mean, it gets kind of wild. I've had, like, most sleep phenomenons that I have researched because, I've you know, I get into it because I'm, like... No, it's cool, though. Yeah, like, I seriously think that my brain should be studied by not being cocky right now, just saying... They're going to have her hooked up to, like, electric machine next week. <laughs> they should, except for I don't want them to record them because some of them are really <laughs> weird. <laughs> and I'm like, how did my brain think of that? That's not okay. No, I uh, I dream all the time. Um, and it's kind of weird because I know a lot of people don't remember their dreams. Yeah, or you I, forget them when you wake up. Exactly. Um, I think about my dreams all day long. And a lot of my dreams, like... They build on each other. So, like, I have a dream, and then, you know, a couple weeks, I'll have a dream that's, like, kind of, like, part two. <laughs> then I'll remember everything from the dream before. Do you have a recurring one or one that you remember, like, the most? What's your... Oh, I've had so many recurring dreams What's ever since I was a little kid. dream story? Oh, my God. I, from what age? Just recently. Recently? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a hard question. If you want to think about it, I have a dream. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Are you going to do the MLK thing for me? No. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for thinking about it. All right, so I, I don't know. Mine are pretty straightforward, but I'm also not the creative. So I'm a creative person, but I don't know. I don't. 
So I have this recurring dream of being back. I lived in Spain for a year, and it's the last day I was in Spain, and I was saying goodbye to my ex-boyfriend at the time, and then two people that were my roommates that were like family to me. So I don't know. I just think that means I'm not really over Spain if I had to analyze it, but it doesn't really have to go deeper than that. And then right. also, psychologists, anyone who ever says they know with 100% certainty what a dream means is lying to you. No. So that yeah. is fake, and yes. don't ever listen to anyone if they say they can read your dreams with certainty because that's not cool. Yeah, no. That is a bunch of pooey. Pooey. You heard it today from Casey O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have one? Um, gosh, can I go a little kid? Because I just yeah. feel like it's more interesting. That's perfect. All right. So I used to have this dream all the time. And it wasn't really a full dream. It was like the end of the dream. And so I'd like have a, I would have my regular dream. Oh, okay. well, regular isn't really <laughs> right to say, but I would have a dream and then I would wake up from that dream and I would look down and a little like leprechaun with razor sharp teeth would be spreading my toes apart no like holding my second toe and my fourth toe apart and just about to bite the like the middle one between and then I'd wake up again like for real and then look down and it would happen again. Oh, no. And then I would what? wake up for real, for real. And that happened like at the end of my dream, like weeks on end. And that was a very recurring thing. Do you have, and it went away and stopped going? That one stopped happening, yeah. Do you remember when? Um, I was little, 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 little. Why do you have you ever been able to draw anything back to that at all? Um, the only thing I can think of is that leprechaun movie. The lep- I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> You know you that talk- scary movie? Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. That's yeah. what it does. Yeah, I uh, like saw not even the full movie. I saw like a bit of that. And that's the only thing I can really think of. Okay. But that happened all the time. And I, I mean, and I definitely have like themes to my dreams. Like something that I find so weird. Something that happens in my dreams all the time, like constantly, is I get attacked by dogs. Like I'll be a, like... Doing something and like a dog will like attack me and get like latched onto me. Oh, we can analyze that. Which, so I'm not scared of dogs at all. I love dogs. I don't think it's a dog. Yeah, no, I love dogs and I think that dogs love me. It's like a weird thing that happens. No, my dog's scratching his door again right now. He knows you're in here. <laughs> Give me some Casey. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Cut my knob, Casey. But if you do that thing, like look up, because that's a common one. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look that up, it's like fear of like disloyalty. Mm-hmm. Like some because dogs, dogs are, are so loyal to you, so like someone that you feel is loyal to you, like betraying you. Yeah, that's like your fear. So that's something that like comes up. But who knows? Like another one is like losing teeth. Like that's one of those common threats. Yeah, that sounds more like a wise tale than. A, yeah, exactly. The dog thing, the loyalty thing, makes a little more sense. Yeah, yeah, no, and so there's all those different things. <laughs> that actually makes sense, though. Is there yeah. anyone that you've ever? thought of that would make sense for that dream that would be the dog in that situation no and it's really weird because like most of the time anyone that's like someone I know in my dream is like doing something really hurtful to me or like being really mean to me I don't know what it is because I don't feel that way about the people in my life okay because that's what I but that could I'm not saying it is but in yeah some psychologists would say would say that that might be like what, what I thought when you said the dog latching on is maybe it's an unhealthy relationship that won't let you go because yeah. it could be that. I mean, it's happened, like, for, like, whole, all my life. Yeah, like, that has been a common theme. Yeah, so, like, Jung's thing would have been, Carl Jung would say that your unconscious is trying to tell you something, like, maybe you need to let go of a relationship 
or you're being bit right now by a bad relationship and you're not allowing yourself to, to realize that. That's See, just like a... what I think it is, yes, you please. know, because I've had a lot of time to think about yeah. this because this is like what I do in my head. Mm -hmm. But I think that that is just one of my biggest fears because I love the people in my life and I hold them so dear to my heart that okay. I feel like something like that happening is just my worst fear. So that's what comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was there ever a time in your life where that actually happened and generated that fear? It's usually like when we have fears like that, your mind doesn't waste energy. I don't think that your dreams waste energy doing things that aren't productive to your well-being. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely like gone through hardships with like people in my life and relationships and everything like that. I just think that I'm like a very like I feel emotion deeply. You know, I can't I'm not one of those people that can just like brush off something that happens. Like okay. It really it sticks with me. I'm a very forgiving person. Like honestly, is it naively forgiving? I don't think so, because it's not like I forget it. I just I understand people and when people matter to me, You're letting a dog bite you and maybe you shouldn't be <laughs> I'm just playing just, devil's advocate. No, I'm just saying like I do think at times it's probably not a good trait, but I think overall it's a positive trait. Yeah, because I just think I, I like I'm understanding i'm like very understanding of a person yeah like sometimes i might get a little sticky in there you know like yeah. that's not probably the best way but i also think it's like more so a very positive quality i personally believe it's better to be a little i don't know if it's better to be that way or not because you're gonna get bit more it's, no pun intended. no 100 and it's like better to like stick your ground and everything but then to be able to take yourself out of your own shoes and view it from someone else's viewpoint. Yeah, it's just sympathy. I think is like very valuable. But there yeah. definitely too much of anything is not good. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's, not enough of it. Yeah. And everyone's on a spectrum with every trait they have. So yeah. That's just where you lie. Yeah. So that's like that's a thing that happens in my dreams all the time. Oh. And <laughs> not to get gross, this is something that happens all the time. But this is because I do have a true phobia. Oh. Okay. People puking on me. Oh, really? Yes, or like like throwing up in my area. In your like vicinity? In, yeah, in my room or on my bed. Okay. That's one that happens all the time. I probably have a dream about someone throwing up on me, trying to, th like, chasing me around, trying to throw up on me probably three times a week, I would say, have on you, average. Really? Have you ever? Okay, so I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. This is scientifically proven. Like, there's no questions about it. The best way to handle phobias is exposure therapy. Mm-mm. You wouldn't do it? Mm -mm. No? Mm -mm. Okay, so this, I'm not ever going to like, I could let Dexter in. He's probably going <laughs> to, <No. laughs> he'll get you. He'll bite you when you're not expecting him to. No, it's, I don't know what it is. Like, it's been a thing ever since I was a little kid. Like, and it's not like I'm like, ew, like, obviously that's not pleasant. Right. But it like freaks me out. It like truly freaks me out. Like, my heart feels like it's going to explode. It just scares me. It doesn't do that for me. Like, I'm fine with throwing up. Like, if I have to throw up, oh, it's your I can own, do it. It's your own. Everybody likes their own brand. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like, I, like, know how to handle it. It's just something about it is, like, really scary to me. Yeah, I'm curious about like, that. Like, it scares me. You, honestly, if you, went to psych if you went to therapy and told them that, a good therapist would slowly expose you to that. Oh, no. I'm assigning you. And the thing is, it's like, oh, you if, go, someone, oh, no. if someone I really care is throwing up, I will help them. No questions asked. Will I have anxiety about it? Probably. Yeah. Will I have nightmares about it? Probably. I'm saying, if you ever want to get over that. No, and I've been exposed to it lots of, it's lots not, of it's times. It's not that you've been exposed to it. You have to willingly expose yourself to it. That's how you do your What does that therapy. mean? That, just... So that means you have to go and confront. Like, if somebody throws up, then you have to be brave enough to go and confront it yourself, but willingly. 
I, but I, I've done that. Okay. I've done that multiple times. Maybe it's not the right setting. All I know is that if you expose people to things, like... I don't know. Something about it just really freaks me out. Yeah. I don't know. Because it won't I've kill never, you, right? I've never... Yeah, no. And you can always... Like, Wash your hands? Yeah. <laughs> you can always... Like, there's not... It's not like that. It's just, like, I feel like the act of it, or, like, seeing it. I don't know. It really, like, gets under my skin. I don't know. That's interesting. But I, I think you should... really weird. You should voluntarily confront throw up somewhere in a controlled setting. No, it's not me throwing up. No, no, not you. Somebody else's. Dude, I have like cleaned up someone else's throw up. It was not easy. And it, it didn't was make terrible. it, it, didn't it make was, it any it better. Was, like traumatizing. No, it didn't make it any better. It's right. still the the dreams still happen. All right. Maybe it was too much all at once. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, no, I I I mean, trust me, I've I've thought about this and I've like tried to figure it out. It makes no sense. All right. Cuz if you I make no sense. Yeah, if you were, like, <laughs> if I was scared of trains and then a train drove by and I wasn't expecting it, that would scare the fuck out of me. But if I, like, voluntarily looked at a train from a distance and eventually worked myself up to, like, getting into one, that's different than, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, if someone no, throws I up, it's not that. like you expected it or wanted it to happen or... Yeah. I, that's that's my only thing that I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. But that's what I would expect would help is if you, like, voluntarily suck, suck it out, seek it out. Suck it out. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's it, not a good phrase <laughs> to use in this it. topic. <laughs> Gross. You shouldn't see me if you need therapy. <laughs> you should just suck it up. Yeah, no, but uh, to get away from the puke <laughs> yes. conversation to the dreams, it's honestly wild. I've Okay, so one of my most common sleep phenomenons is uh, dream reality confu- confusion. Yeah, it sounds like it with the leprechaun story. No, because that's when you like can't tell if something happened in your dream oh, okay, or if okay. it happened in real life. I you, meant you didn't know you were awake. And do you understand how many times a day I have to think to myself, okay, did that happen in real life or did that happen in my dreams? Because I think that my most common dream is like really realistic, like hyper realistic. Like I can, if I'm walking through water, I can feel the water on my legs. Like I like if someone pokes me with something, I feel that. Like. It's That's like, so cool, though. It's so real. And when I'm in the dreams, how many times I've been like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is actually happening. And then I wake up and I feel truly like it happened because it's so real that I'm like, this is absolutely wild. Yeah, it makes sense that you're that creative because you are very creative. And that's what who experiences those types of dreams. So it's kind of cool. It, I think it's super cool. But yeah. it also is like blows my brain up because I'm just like, how is that possible? Have you ever um, tried lucid dreaming um so it's funny you asked that because maybe it isn't (laughs) yeah no it was meant to be um i didn't know what lucid dreaming was until i found out about what it was like that's how most things go (laughs) you're right yeah that was a stupid thing (laughs) Uh, yeah no that makes sense i didn't know until i knew it's just funny to see your face through that whole thing it was awesome yeah but what i think that what i was trying to say is that um I didn't know I was doing it until I knew what it was. Okay. Because I just did that. Same thing with the anxiety, right? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like I just, I lucid dreamed all the time. Lucid dreamed. Lucid dreamed? Yeah. Yeah. I did that all the time. And so you're I didn't, aware of your I dreaming, right? Yeah, and right. I didn't know it was a thing. I'm not someone that can be like, oh, I'm dreaming right now. Let's pop a cheeseburger into my hand. Your hand gestures are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I talk with my hands all the time. It's bad. Um, <laughs> most common lucid 
dreaming that I have mm-hmm. is if something really scary is happening in my dreams or I'm being chased of course or something like that. it's the scary ones you're lucid dreaming for. Right. Um, this is morbid, but I have to kill myself to wake up. Really? Yeah. Like, I'll be like, okay, this, like, I'm getting chased around by this, like, scary thing or whatever, and I'll, like, jump out a window or I'll, like, stop and let the, like, sword go into my chest. Like... And then do you wake up instantly? Like I wake up instantly. Wow. And then depending on how tired I am, a lot of the time I'll like, if I can't keep myself up, I'll fall back into it. And like the murderer or whatever is trying to get me will be like, oh, well, you couldn't do it, could you? <laughs> and it will continue oh on from God. the exact spot I woke up. Oh, there's so many things that are like absolutely fascinating. Wow. That's amazing, actually. No, no I, oh my God. I could go on and on. Have you ever tried to actually put yourself in a lucid dreaming state? Um, there's like meditations where you can do it. You've kind of focus you lay down don't move your body at all yeah go numb kind of um i and i have done i've taken med meditation classes before oh, like yeah. with actual like instructor instructors that like know what they're doing bald chinese guy <laughs> it was actually a little white guy oh, he still knew what he was doing <laughs> he was he was pretty cool <laughs> but i like I also have experienced, I don't know if you have sleep paralysis. No, but I've heard one of my neighbors has experienced that. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, where you can't move and you need something on your chest. And see, the thing that happens most frequently with mine is that I can't breathe in and I'm paralyzed. So when I finally get myself out of it and I'm like really trying to get myself out of it, I finally get myself out of it. I'm like, like, I'm like, I have to gasp for breath. Oh my gosh. How close have you gotten like passing out before? I, I don't know because I was like <laughs> I was paralyzed and asleep. Maybe she has passed out. <laughs> exactly. No, it's very scary. But like wow. that will sometimes like, you know, happen randomly through. Do you remember what the ideas. figure looks like that's sitting on you? It's I've I've haven't had that. It is, you haven't. So what mm-hmm. kind of sleep? Like what's happening then, or what do you? Sleep? I just I can't move. Well, either I can't move and I'm like trying to, like, I'll like be like in my head. I'm like trying to hit myself, or like pinch myself. Like, really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, if my, like, hand is laying on my arm like this, I'll, like, try to do that, but I'm not actually doing anything. Right. Or I will not be able to breathe in, and I'm, like, trying to get myself awake, but, like, I'm, like, s- grasping at straws, right? Whoa. And another one is I am feel like I'm getting sucked in from the back, like, so, like, That's the horrifying. back. Yeah, no, the back. I'll be, like, stuck, and then the back of me will feel like it's getting, like, sucked into a black hole, and then I'm, like, trying to, like, not go into it. Yeah. Have you ever been able to put a pattern on those, like when it's going to happen or just when it has happened? Have you been doing anything uncertain before you fell asleep, like drinking or? Mm, no. The only thing that I've noticed is if I'm like overly tired, if I'm like so, because I think that a lot of it, once again, not a scientific response. It's all right. A lot of the time I feel like if it's, I'm really, really overtired, it's like my body falls asleep before my mind does. All right. And then so my body's just like dead. But my mind's not. I mean, that makes sense, though, to what you're explaining to me, right. to be honest. So that is a common one. God, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I just think it's so cool that you have these. It's, it is what it isn't. You know, like, I haven't experienced them, but. Oh, it's it's totally wild. And I mean, sometimes it sucks, but I feel like it's very, like, I feel lucky to have that. Because I would, like, I would hate to. I would. Sometimes my dreams are really messed up and they take a toll on me because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, like, have a whole day of anxiety. And I'll be like, oh, get to go to bed and feel free and like take a little rest. And my whole dream will be like the most anxiety ridden, (laughs) stressful dream ever. And I'll wake up like sweating, like 
and I don't feel rested at all. I feel like freaked out. And then that like gives me more anxiety. So do you think the dreams are causing a lot of your anxiety just out of curiosity? Um, I think that I'm just a very like, I'm not going to say this right, but very dreamy person in That's the sense fine. of that I'm just really like prone to dreams. Scientific as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what else would you say? <laughs> yeah. Come at us, people. What else do you think yeah. you say? <laughs> Miss Einstein over here. Um, <laughs> but I think that my anxiety makes my dreams worse. Okay. So yeah. it's that. It's not the other way I, around. Yeah. I, I would assume so. Okay. That's so Because I've always, I've always dreamt like that. Have you ever tried asking a question in your dream? Out of curiosity, any kind of question to to any of the figures in your dream. Well, I like like I said, I most of the time it's like I'm there and I'm living it, okay. and I don't like most of the time. It varies, but I think that I would looking at it that would be my most common would be like this is real and this is happening, and I'll like meet people in my dreams that I've never met before, okay. and I'll have a history with them. Like, I know this person from this time. That's cool, from though. This. Like, I'll have, like, past memories in my life that haven't ever happened. Okay, but maybe that's, like, that. Jung would say the collective unconscious. So those figures are already out there in all of our minds, and your brain is strong enough to actually get in I contact. No, I really want to say that I've seen people I've never seen before. Yeah. Like, I truly, like, I know that they say you've only seen people that. Oh, oh everything you've seen, you, yeah, you can't imagine anything you haven't seen. Yeah, but, but th- honestly, there's a whole field of psychology that says no. There's more to it. That's like a touch with a transcendent experience. Kind yeah. Of. And I'll have dreams. Like, I'll have a whole dream. Like, let's say this one is the one I remember the most, like, over time. Like, this happened probably six years ago. I had a dream that I was with this random guy, and it was, like, totally, like, we were, like, best friends. And we were, like, woohoo, And we were, like, on vacation. And we did a whole bunch of stuff. And, like, we were, like, walking on a beach. And it was, like... We were best of friends, like we knew each other for forever. Like, and I knew him, but I didn't know him. And it was like a childhood friend of mine. Do you which believe, really wasn't? Do you believe in reincarnation at all? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Cool. What do you think that theory of reincarnation is like? Um, from small animals to bigger animals, or like from past life human to future humans, or? Oh, I don't know that. Like, what is your? <laughs> okay, sorry. What is your? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know that. Um, no, I. <laughs> No, and that, that's, like, one of those things I feel like my dreams kind of reinforce my belief in that. I don't know exactly what I think, but, like, I really, like, I knew him. And then years and years and years later, I had a dream, and I ran into him at a supermarket. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. Like, it's been so long. And then, like, we were talking about that other dream. The w- previous one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like so they interesting. All like loop back to each other. Like really weird shit. Like That's so cool though to me. Really. I know it's so cool, but then I'm also like I've yet to talk to, like I've talked to people that were kind of close to similar kind of feels about dreams and how they dreamt. I've never met someone that was at the same like has experienced the same things as like that I have in dreams. So what do you think like, if you had to just guess, what do you think that guy was to you or like any oh, idea. no, and it's so random. Like, I wasn't, like, like I can't even, like, really picture his face or anything. It was just, like, we were really good friends. But if you see him again, you'll know. Yeah, like, if I saw him in a dream again, I'd be like, oh, that is my good friend so-and-so. Bobby Chan. I don't Chan. remember his name. Yeah. Bobby Chan. It was just, like, wow, we were really good friends. Wow. And we, like, went on this adventure together, and it was, like, a thing. But, and then it had, like, it had history to it. Like, I knew him from this place, and, you know, but that happens all the time. That's so cool to me. It's so wild. Wow. 
I know. I don't even know where to take that. I know. <laughs> Honestly. Dude. So what are your thoughts on spirituality then and like what happens when we die? Does that any of that correlate into the dreams or the Oh gosh, I mean I'm just I'm curious if any of that relates back to itself. That's kind of like one of those things that I my own personal experiences with dreams, I feel like there has to be more. Mm-hmm. That's also, like I said before, that our like brains are more powerful than we think. Oh yeah, I agree with you. So I I think there's probably more. Do I think that we go up up in the clouds and go through a golden gate? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can eat buffet get, all the time. Yeah, and get judged <laughs> from what you did on the planet. Like, no. Okay. So my friend Sarah, you know Sarah, but she has a podcast, Awake Not Woke, and she talks about it being like a big primordial soup. So like we're all part, you know, in the Bible it says we're made in God's image. So she thinks, and I kind of agree with her, that we all have like a piece of God, the transcendent in, inside of us. And when we die, we just reconnect with all of that consciousness. And like each person's existence is their own, their own perspective on how life went and how it was and what you could learn from it in your own way. And then you collect all of that together into like this big, she calls it a primordial soup. So when you say God, I don't is mean, that just, you don't mean like, I don't mean the Bible God. Like an old white man. No. He's got to be black. <laughs> oh, 100%. Uh-huh. If Way God cooler. was a thing, yeah, no. No, I don't mean like a figure. Yeah. Just like, that's how we conceptualize it. But no, I mean like a... The universe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The universe. Yeah. Danny DeVito, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. No, I definitely think that there's more to it. Oh, okay. What but then th- I also think it's really plausible that we that's just nothing. That was some of the dreams I used to have as a kid when I was becoming more aware of the... F- finitude of my life was just I would go to sleep and it would just be utterly black and then I'd wake up sweating and crying at the same time <laughs> that only happened for like three or four months but it was weird you know it's yeah like and it just left you with this horrible gut feeling for the rest of the day yeah and you just think about it and you're just like mm-hmm. what is happening and you're like I don't care I don't want to even watch these kids right now I'm fucking dealing <laughs> I'm dealing with the end of the universe god damn it <laughs> no I definitely think I think there's more to it I do too yeah I don't know exactly what that is, but there's probably more to it. So um, what else do you want to talk about? I'm thinking. I want to always end. I don't think I want to end it yet, though. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a chatterbox. I'm enjoying talk this. Forever. Do you have yeah. anything that you want to talk about that you want to put, just put your ideas out in front of other people that are going to listen to them? I mean, you're going to have to give me a second. Can we pause for a second? So I got to pee. pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave this in, though. All right, so really fast, we just took another pee break. Um, it's probably all the beer, let's be honest. But <laughs> Casey wanted to give some advice about what helps with anxiety, and I think that's really awesome that we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that has helped me that I've noticed is just talking about it. Like, even just, like, just super plain, like, you're feeling really anxious just if you're by someone that like like if we were out together and I was feeling oh gosh I can feel it coming on like a wave of it because that's usually how it happens it'll just be like all of a sudden a wave if I say to the person I'm with like hey feeling kind of anxious all of a sudden that somehow really calms me down it helps because if you're just in your head like oh my god I'm feeling anxious oh my gosh like why am I feeling like this blah 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 like you'll probably still kind of do that but to be like to say to another person that you feel comfortable with, to be like, I'm not feeling good. This is not, yet. you know, that kind of like. How do they usually respond when you say that? Well, 
most of the time I'm saying it to people that like I'm close to and they're like, oh gosh, sorry, is there anything I can do? Mm-hmm. You know, and usually I'm just like, no, it's just feels good to say it. Yeah. It feels good to like, have it outside in the outside world rather than just in my head. Yeah, I agree. Right. And then if it's happening when I'm alone, <laughs> I do this anyway, but I talk to myself. That's okay. I won't admit her to the hospital. Yeah, no, I but I talk to myself because, I mean, first of all, I'm one of my favorite people. <laughs> I, got, I have a good time with myself. I'm going to crack myself up all the time. <laughs> just saying it out loud, something about saying it out loud really helps. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and walks. Walking is nice, too. Just get that extra energy out because it's really that built-up, like, adrenaline mm-hmm. that, like, I'm a pacer, too. Uh-huh. I pace. Yeah, I yeah. that. Yeah, no, I, it's like something that I do. Mm-hmm. But it always makes me feel better. And I think that's a, the knee shaking. I do that all the time, yeah. though. So I, I do it all the time. A lot of people, like, yeah. are constantly moving. I don't know. Is yeah. that, I don't know if that's an anxious thing or is it a lot of energy. Yeah, I think that it can be all sorts of things. Yeah. I think that I'm, I know that, like, with my anxiety, I do that a lot, like moving. And I, like, fidget with my hands, too. Fidget spinners. <laughs> Have you <laughs> no, those piss me off, actually. Why? I don't know, because I'm like, I need to spin it faster. <laughs> I'm like, I get fixated on, like, I have to do it faster okay. than I'm doing it. <laughs> they're for autistic people. That's what they're designed for, at least. So not for anxious people. Yeah, so no, don't that, get like, frust- that frustrates me. Or, like, those fidget f- cubes. Yeah, those piss me off. Megan had one of those, and I was like, I need to click all of them at the same time. Like, I need <laughs> to do that. them all. And it, like, makes me mad. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> um... I don't know. I was gonna say. I don't know if that's helpful at all. But I think those that's are helpful. The things that help me. Yeah. If you've never been and gotten diagnosed with an actual anxiety disorder, though. Yeah, I have. You have. Yeah. Do you mind telling me what it was? Um. You don't have to. If you. I mean, no, no, no. I don't really know because I'm pretty sure they're just like, yeah, you have like severe anxiety. Okay, because they have different kinds of anxiety, like agoraphobia is one, uh, general anxiety disorder. Um. Well, I don't really know. I know that I have been diagnosed with anxiety but they were just like yeah you have you have severe anxiety that's helpful yeah like i i don't remember it being like a certain thing okay like from looking it up here i am here i am again yeah dr casey no but you should do that if you have things going on why would you not use the internet as a tool i know and it really does help to like know like the science and like yeah you know behind it and i mean it's hard though because i feel my anxiety like exists in multiple ways and they're different all right so and i've like obviously i'm not a fan of it i don't like it but i've like come to terms with it and i don't think i'll ever like fully get past it but i've like become not proud is not the right word i've accepted it yeah but not in like a way that I'm just like, oh, this is how I'm going to be forever okay, so in a negative you've, way. You've empowered yourself and took control of your own life. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, okay, so if this is how I'm feeling, this is like what my brain wants to do or how it works, then. That's the mindset you have. You have two options, I right? gotta, Yeah, I got to make the most of it. You either take that option or you victimize yourself, which isn't going to help in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it definitely gets to the point that I'm like, okay, this is. This is not good. Yeah. I'm going to have to go see someone, which well, I, I want to. And I think that's valuable for that's not pretty much yourself, everyone. Though. Yeah, victimizing yourself is saying, oh, what was me? Not, I need help. I'm going to get it. That's totally a different mindset. Oh, because a lot of it's out of my control. Well, yeah. all of it's out of my control sure. when it comes to anxiety. Like, I can't control. I can, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. There's things that I do that deal with it. But 
I have like a lot of different breathing exercises that I do that are very handy when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, I could try to explain it, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, look I them won't up. Do it. You got Google. Yeah, look them up. Like holding one nostril, breathing in, breathing out the other nostril. Oh, really? Holding it down. That one yeah. is easy enough. Yeah, and then switching. Yeah. Okay, and you hold that. It act, yeah, like that, and just like steady breaths. So that helps. Do you think that's just because it's like no? I know with anxiety the clinical sense you're supposed to distract yourself it's like see five things smell or hear three things smell two things touch one thing that's yeah you're supposed to i've never it. done that all right but i would like to try it but i've never done that i've just done like you're supposed to make it as physical get in as physically yeah. minded as you can it's kind of like when head. you have the hiccups right. and you like do different things to get rid of the mm-hmm. hiccups because a lot of it is just focusing on something else yeah yeah that's kind of how i think of it it's like okay i'm gonna focus on this and can't hurt to get like a steady pace of oxygen coming into your right. body. Oxygen? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Nitrogen. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> She's passed out. Like, yeah, no. No, that sounded really dumb, but I know that, like, well, like plants give off like, oxygen. <laughs> oxygen they, well, but they yeah. take in CO2. CO2. Uh-huh. They give off. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not dumb. I'm highly educated. No one thinks you're dumb. Yeah. Art school people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, just yeah, art me. school. <laughs> oh, that's what you get for painting all day. <laughs> okay. Well, I um, I think we're going to end it. It's, yeah. This is long and perfect. It's long. This was so much great information, though. Oh, I hope so. So the last thing I want to do, I do want to kind of throw back to your career just because it's more of a kind of a career-focused podcast, but not really, yeah, but I it's important. It. What do you what do you want it like what would be your dream job if you could find one and it doesn't matter if you're using your exact degree or not like what do you like to do that you would like to make money doing that you that's it Um I would say plainly first thing that comes to my brain can I say two Yeah okay one side of it would be a like a young kid art teacher I would love to do that Cool Yeah um other side of it would be art directing for film or photo shoots or anything like that cool art directing the set i would say aim for the second one first and if you don't find it no but i just feel like it would be so beneficial to like work with little kids and do art but you can always do it right now when you're in like the corporate more so setting but you can always go back to school and do teaching i think with the bachelor you can teach yeah so you can do it yeah i don't see why not we'll figure it out cool if anyone wants their kids to go get our lessons from Casey, I'm sure she'd be happy to do it. I would be very happy. She to charges do that. a very pretty penny, though. <laughs> it's not very. She has a lot of student debt, people. <laughs> she doesn't know how much. I don't even know how much. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no, just thank you for letting me come on here and just talk a lot. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.